0: Welcome to the nitty gritty. We lost our guest today. We did, but it is our one year anniversary. So happy birthday. I'm not going to sing the poor people. Monday morning, they're on their way to work. They don't want (laughs) to hear us sing. Man, we were so excited for today. I mean, we still are, but there's kind of good news and bad news about our guest. So we had Frank Jackson from the New Orleans Pelicans scheduled today. Which would have been super fun, but last night shot us a text saying that the Pelicans recalled all their players back to New Orleans. So, there's good news and there's bad news there.
1: NBA's coming back.
0: Yeah, the bad news is we were really excited for our guest, so we lost our guest, but it's not his fault. He's awesome. He said he'll come back as soon as he's back in Utah, Yep. but the good news is the NBA might be coming back. Which I don't care how what honestly I have a newfound appreciation for all sports. Like the NBA is full of whiny babies, but I don't even care. (laughs) Because I I am so ready, one of them, Uh, dude. I'm so ready to watch. I was watching South Korean baseball today when Brent walked in.
1: Like I would even watch Westbrook and Harden play right now. That's that's how desperate I am.
0: You know, one thing that's got. uh, Speaking of Westbrook. (laughs) Oh no! Here we go. Like, front page of the news today, Westbrook is donating meals to the frontline workers. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what? If you're donating stuff and wanting to do nice things, you don't need photographers there, like, and posing for pictures. Like, do the nice thing. Have your agent call. Have your assistant call. Like, you don't – that's the thing. I'm so over, like, all these stars – yeah. doing these quote unquote nice things and it's just a big photo
1: op well you wonder though like they did or didn't have the choice to you know what i mean like
0: they didn't <laughs> they did i mean because they're posing like it's so like the the you gotta see the picture like all the bags are like stacked perfectly and lined up logo forward like it looked like a you know what the drug bust pictures look like yeah. if uh like the highway patrol makes a big drug bust yeah. they like all the drugs and all the, the, the money table. and right That's what it looked like. Okay. And so I was just kind of like, okay, cool. But I don't care how big of a star you are. Like, I guarantee a guy like Drew Brees has donated a lot of money to things and sent a lot of food to people, and none of us will ever know about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyway, sorry.
1: Well, give me a break. Let's get back to us. I want to talk about (gasps) us. What about COVID-19. Nah, dude. We're one years old. Is it one year? One year yeah. Or years? It's crazy. One is just a, it's one just a years, single. One year old.
0: <laughs> one year old. Yeah, I think it would be year. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're one year old. It's kind of crazy. It's gone really fast, too. And it's been really fun. Who's
1: your favorite guest? Do you have one? Oh, yeah. I've actually, on the way down here, I was starting to think of stuff to kind of talk about and guests and favorite things i don't think one of us
0: has to be organized
1: for sure and we know it's not you (laughs) well you know i just complimented you you don't
0: have to insult me back (laughs) jeez
1: (laughs) oh just kidding but
0: but it is true
1: go ahead i don't have a favorite guest but i was thinking about like favorite moments oh that's a good one right it's hard to say like a favorite guest for me But I've had some moments that have been, like, super powerful.
0: Right. Um, Do you have them in order? Do you have them or just grouped?
1: No, I just – Just a few that stand out. Just randomly, right? Right. Um, So one of them was with Kim. Right. And, like, I'll never forget as she was telling her story, like, the look in her eyes. Like, I could, like – I could see – the story happening in her eyes. Like I could like see like the people she was talking about, like looking out the window and getting news and like the way that she was telling it, like for some reason, like that story, I could literally see envision what she was saying happen in her eyes. Right. It was, it was a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. For me, it was doctor. It was Dr. Z
0: like meeting Dr. Z and her just having that yeah strong feeling like that was the guy, you yeah. know, it, That one was crazy. It's funny. I have a tendency to just every podcast think that that was my favorite one because it's just the most recent. Like, I really, really liked Kurtz. Yeah. Just because it was so fascinating. But as I think back, I could say that about 20 or 30 of them. Yeah. Right. I mean, Kim's really stands out because it was just so emotional. And especially with her being gone now, which it just makes it so. I don't know. I just feel like we're really lucky to have been able to, you know, hear that from her and and feel all that before she passed. And, you know, we get to be a small part of something people can kind of turn back to and listen to and, you know, remind them of her and her story. And, you know, we get to be a part of that, which I think is really neat.
1: Well, it's crazy is her episode is by far our most popular. Really? Hmm. I mean, I don't doubt that at all. So, we so if you don't know, we have a YouTube channel that we post all of the interviews to. No, there's like 18 people that know. 134. Thank you oh, very much. My bad.
0: <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we didn't get a poster with 100. Prescri- like once we hit 100 subscribers, you don't get like a little plaque or anything.
1: I saw it's Betsy okay. got like this thing for 100,000. Don't we get? That's like, her kid. Her daughter. So they all got like their boys got it. Her daughter got it, and the family got oh,
0: it. Oh, see, I thought that boys so all, had like, more. All three of them got it. I just. I would love to just be a fly on the wall in that house for one day. (laughs) Like I love her to pieces, but I can just all I can imagine is just all of them on their phones trying to like outdo each other. Like, right? I mean, I watch all her stuff because she's just a happy. It's funny most people that talk about products as much as she does. I'm not into it. Yeah, but there's just she's just the she's the real deal. I love Beth. It's so genuine. So
1: awesome. I mean, look at so, how many yeah. guests that we've gotten from her. Right. right.
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, they all love her, and rightly so. And I mean, I bet her kids are a riot, but the cynical side of me is just like, oh, my gosh, her kids have hundreds of thousands of followers. Anyway. Yeah. But it's it's a good little lesson for me to learn, because they're probably great kids, yeah. especially because I, I love the
1: parents. So yeah, that's, it's pretty fascinating. But they're creative people, that's for sure. Yeah but it's cool that when you look back at like our channel and our videos and stuff. So Kim on YouTube has like over 7,500 views really? of her video. Just and then I like, to see Kim and then you add like her podcast. Like she's well over, you know, 10 or 11,000 like total right. like, or listens or downloads or whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, all we can track is downloads, right? So and I'm then, sure it's been listened to a lot more than
1: that, you know, but it's, it's crazy that, you know, that's, you know, and to your point, like to be able to watch it now that she's gone, it makes it like extra special for sure.
0: And that would have been one that would be so cool to have. Better, you know, built. we talked about upgrading the video side, yeah. Just being able to see those facial expressions while they're talking—that would have been a really neat one to have on. Yeah, because you really could. You know, she's told that. So I'm sure she's told that story so many times. So for her to still kind of well up and. Jeez. I mean, that's the reason I lost it. Yeah. Just seeing the emotion in her face still. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, she's, she's special. I got a really interesting text last night. I won't, or not text a DM on Instagram. We can edit this out if we want, but I'm just going to share it just because, but so I went, I went to visit her at the hospital. You know, one of the times that I went to visit her at the hospital, there was a girl there. Um, Anyway, she messaged me last night on Instagram and just said, this is strange because basically I'm about to admit to you that I dreamt about you. <laughs> so it started off a little strange, but she just said that I just <laughs> saw like, saw you in my dream, like working hard to get things done and busy with, and you were just, you were working hard and trying your best to serve others and doing kind things. But every time I saw you, Kim was with you. And then I saw you in the movie theater. Kim was sitting next to you. I saw you doing this and she was sitting behind you. And she's like, So I just thought I should tell you because I think Kim is watching out for you and rooting for you. I thought that was pretty cool. That happened last night. I just got it last night. Wow. So yeah, I haven't even responded to her yet because I'm just like, It took, you know, I needed a minute for that to sink in. But I mean, what a cool thing to hear and for Hmm. her to say. And. So, yeah, it's – of course, you always wonder if that stuff's real or legit or how much help we get from the other side. But I'd like to think that she checks in on all of us once in a while. For sure. It's pretty cool.
1: Do you have any moments that have stood out to you?
0: <sighs> See, the problem is, is I'm really good at remembering recent things, but I'm bad at remembering past. Like, obviously, Kim's really, really stands out. Um, but – And most recently, like I said, Kurt. I thought Kurt's – Kurt is a – Kurt Brown, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a story that we need really bad right now because I feel like people are forgetting how to, like, risk and just go get what you want. Yeah. Like, you go and you just throw caution to the wind and you hitchhike to New York. Obviously, I don't think I'd recommend that now. (laughs) But, I mean – he was willing to do just about whatever it took for him to get where he was going, and what a story. I mean, not just the specific story itself, but just the whole...
1: just Everything in general. Just the
0: lesson, you know? So other than that, you know, I really should have printed out, I think if I had a list of our guests in front of us... Oh, that's a good idea. Ask and you shall receive. If I put that
1: list in front of me, I think it would be much easier for me. So maybe let me ask you a different question as you think about that. Cause we've had some fun conversations where we both have been like, Oh, that's not going to be a good episode and ends up being like a really <laughs> good one. Or like, oh, I'm not super excited about that guest and ends up being like an amazing guest. Like, do you have one where you're like, you remember like, Oh, I wasn't super excited about this. And it ended up being like over the top for you.
0: Honestly, number one by far now is Kurt. Really? Yeah. I, I wasn't that stoked about that. Well, all I told you is
1: like my investment partner, and you're like,
0: whoop de <laughs> And I think there's been a bunch. Brent would totally say that. Like I'm always just like, oh, geez, why are we having this person on, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, I'm like, that was amazing. They're great. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. See? I knew you guys would remember better than me. Vest Pearson. Yeah, Vest Pearson. That's totally cool. right. Because <laughs> I was in summer sales forever. So Vest is the C- CEO yeah, the of Aptiv. Aptiv, right? Summer sales company. I did summer sales for nine years. And when Andrew told me his buddy Vest was coming on, he's the CEO of Aptive Aptiv Pest Control. I'm like, oh, <laughs> great. Because, I mean, we all know the stereotypes, right? <laughs> but my gosh, he was awesome. I mean, such great stories. The Tiger Woods story, just his goals, his – I mean, how he chased things. He's a family guy. Anyway, totally impressed me. Well, it's cool
1: to have him back to what, for the Kobe stuff.
0: Right, and the Kobe thing was cool.
1: What about you? For, like, I guess I was surprised with. Right. So I remember it was, it was um, Jason, the modern dad. So it's not – like, I remember you're like, hey, I met Jason – He's going to be awesome. Let's have him come on the podcast. And I was like, okay, like, what are we going to talk about? Going back to like doing research and stuff, like, there's, I couldn't find any information. (laughs) Like, there's nothing to research on him, right? Like, outside of just like watching his Instagram. And so I was just kind of like, like I showed up with no notes because there was literally nothing to like research and find out about him. And within seconds, of him walking, I was like, oh, my gosh, this dude is amazing. Like, <laughs> I am so excited to have this guy here. Oh, dude. I was dying during that episode. Oh I mean, just when it started out with, like, the sans scripts or whatever. That was the, that was the line <laughs> of the
0: episode. Like, Old English was a little too West Valley, like a little too gangster. So, I did, yeah, something sans. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like oh. Who jokes using fonts?
1: But now... He is one of my favorite people. Oh, he's amazing. You know? And I think that's kind of been cool. We talked about it before, but, like, the guests who come on become, right. like, legitimate friends. Oh, for like sure. We joke about, like, the nitty-gritty family, mm-hmm. but it's real. Like, the guests become friends with each other, like, outside of us. Right. And they're already friends before a lot of the times because Utah's a small place. And so oh, a lot of sure. them already know each other, and that's how we met them. It's true. A lot of them referrals. You know? Yeah. And his episode is our second most popular episode. Really? Yeah. And it's not even close. Wow. Yeah. So Kim was, like I said, 10, 11,000, whatever. Jason's probably at the seven or eight number, like between everything. Wow. And so, and then the after that, like most of them kind of start to pile together, like around three ish. Really? Three, like three to four. So,
0: yeah, that's a good... It's funny. I'm scrolling through our Instagram, looking at our guests. Our Instagram's so organized. And, man, there's so many good ones.
1: Like Sadie was awesome. Raising Wild. Remember how fun that was? So, Sadie was... I thought about this as one of my favorite moments because her episode, I think it caused, at least the people that talked to me about it, it caused a lot of people to, like, stop and think. Like how? Because she starts, she starts talking about like chakra and crystals right. and all this kind of stuff. And for most people in Utah that are LDS, right. that is not something that's talked about. Which is kind of funny considering some of the things we believe. Yeah, it is. But you think we'd be pretty open minded to that stuff. (laughs) But like the fact of it is that it's not, right? Right. And so, like, I had multiple conversations with people and it was so fun because it just kind of challenged everything. It made people just like take a step back and really be like, okay, like, am I going to be open to understanding this? I don't have to agree or believe, but am I open to it? Right. And like going through it, like, oh, so that was. That was one of my favorite ones. Sadie's become... She was uh, so much fun. Oh, a riot. You know? And she brought us gifts. Cookies. It's always nice. Very nice. And rare. But... Like, it was so fun afterwards to have those conversations with people that were like, oh, it started, and I kind of turned it off because I started feeling uncomfortable. And I was able to, like, kind of challenge them. Like, well, why? Like, why are you uncomfortable? Like, let's talk about this. And, like, it Isn't opened that funny? It opened the door to these really kind of deep, profound conversations right. that came from the podcast. Yep. So, like, that's been, that's for sure been a favorite moment of mine, right. is, like, hearing people how uncomfortable it made them for no reason, right. but true to them, you know, like, but also watching the journey of them not only kind of becoming comfortable with it, but like really enjoying that right conversation, like just letting their guard down. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny. I've been watching, I've been
0: rewatching the last kingdom on Netflix. Uh-huh. Uhtred is so hot. Everyone knows that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Andrew, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a good movie or show anyways, four seasons, but it's funny because so it's basically based on Vikings, and Saxons, right? Like English people against, they call them pagans. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to hear like how one sided the Christians are like, well, no, we're going to win because we're Christians. Like God is going to beat them. And you know, the pagans have, you know, Vikings had their gods, right? Mm -hmm. And it is so funny how the main character is Uhtred, who was born English, born a Saxon basically kidnapped as like a nine or 10 year old by Vikings and raised by Vikings. And so he was baptized into the church, but then grew up believing in the gods. Okay. And it's so funny because now he's interacting with both sides as this like great warrior. And he kind of calls out Danes for believing the way that they do and calls out Saxons for like, they're both so set in their beliefs that they're not even willing Mm -hmm. To think about that there might be some other pieces to the puzzle outside of your norm, right? And I think that that's always been, it's been an interesting thing to watch because I think we're still like that in a way. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Like we're just so comfortable in our own beliefs that it's really hard for us to either respect or um, even investigate others and be okay with it. Like, Sadie said the prayer at uh, the opening prayer at Kim's funeral. Okay. And, you know, I think I remember one of our friends saying that she wanted to go even more out there. Like, I forget what she calls it, but she basically prayed in a very Sadie way, but it was awesome. Yeah. Like, she she held her hand on her heart like she does, you know, when she does that breathing thing, and it was beautiful. Yeah. And anyway, I just... It just made me realize that there's so many different ways to believe in. what's the best way to put it? We're not – it's not a cookie cutter anything, right? Like we all bring our own flavor to the mix, Yeah, which is how it's supposed to be. And I think she was great for that. It, it kind of helped us realize like, hey, there might be more to this. It's a different point of view.
1: And you just have to listen. Well, and it's something that, I mean, I'll fully admit. Like I had never – thought talked investigated like nothing at all like, right. like you've talked about it before and sure. you know but like I have a witch doctor's mother for sure you know and it's it's nothing comfortable common for me but like it was so funny it's just something clicked about it right it was like oh this is really good like it's something unlocked like I, I still joke with her and I was like hey I need to learn more about this like right. there's something about this that is very fascinating to me right but why do you think it is that well, I think I have my opinion. Why do you think it is that people can't or aren't willing to be more open? You know, like if you believe one thing, like why do you think it is that they're so shut off from something else? I think it all depends on, I think being raised here,
0: you know, we hear the term, you know, you and I are both LDS. We, we hear the term our whole lives, like the only true church like Mm -hmm. the only the only the only and so you get to the point where you're just like nothing like everything else is even though it's not like it's almost like if it's not this it's wrong instead of thinking like well okay maybe I believe in this for me but maybe there are other things that I can kind of pull into my studies or beliefs or whatever else like I think that we kind of build a wall. I mean, we we see it in Utah County all the time, like the the whole bubble joke, right? Like when you grow up somewhere where you're the minority, right? You you're just inherently going to be more open to understanding and empathizing, or whatever, investigating. The, the beliefs of others where well, here I, I think it it's goes rare. way
1: beyond religion though too like, well, like this feeling you could true. say it with Republicans and Democrats you oh. could say it with the Michael versus LeBron you know, Michael like, yes Like, but it's just so funny that we are so closed off like Ray Dalio in his book Principles talks so much about like the, the importance of a healthy conversation and debate where like just because you agree or think differently it doesn't make me wrong and it doesn't make you right You know and it's it's okay if we don't come to the similar conclusion it's totally okay you know like the uh, it's something that i'm trying to teach the kids
0: see and i think that's the part you know that's what that was my point like if you think about the michael jordan lebron right we grew up with michael jordan Uh and kobe like we're older now yep there's something about things happening when you're a kid That just lock in. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like the things you loved lock in, like the people you grew up with are the best, the time period you grew up in is the best. And I think that's the same with beliefs. Uh Like you grow up a certain way. It is really hard to let go of those things that you did as a child, Yeah. especially if you think positively about those things. So, you, you know, I think kids growing up now, I think that's why it's gotten worse and worse and worse is as social media has kind of influenced parenting. Yeah. Now, for some reason, there's a line in the sand about everything. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing that comes up, like whether it be politics, religion, sports. It is this way or that way.
1: Yeah, and you can't you can't be both or in the middle. Everyone's trying to make a label, right? Everyone's trying to make you hang your sign. But like with my kids, I try to put it in terms they understand. And I mean, my two oldest are Cash and Brody, the two boys. The best, the best analogy I've thought about is like, I'm like, we like the jazz and someone else likes the Lakers. Right. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you know, like, cause like he has a, like cash's best friend. They are huge Lakers fans. And I'm so, but like, they grew up in Provo. His dad technically grew up I'm in LA. Okay. <laughs> uh, but see,
0: that's the funny, like, that's yeah. where, that's where it gets hard, right? Yeah. It's
1: like, how, you can't like them. You're from here. Yeah. But like having that conversation, it's like, hey, we don't agree with him. We definitely don't agree that the Lakers are better than the Jazz. Right. You know, but it's they're okay. they obviously stupid. But it's, it, but it's okay. But it, it sounds so silly, but like it's come up when we'll see someone doing something that we don't agree with or that right. we don't do. And it's like, oh, that's bad. It's like, no, that's not bad. We're not going to label it. We're not going to shame that person. Just like if right. someone says they're a Lakers fan, <clears throat> I'm not going <laughs> to shame them, but I will. You know, but it's like, it's that mentality of how do you teach like willingness to be open to new ideas? And I think a lot of times, honestly, it comes to fear. I think people fear if they're open to it, they're going to accept it or it's going to become, you know, like theirs, you know? So it's like, if I'm open to another lifestyle, if I'm open to another form of beliefs, that means that I don't. I don't believe what I believe or I don't know what I want. Well, I think a
0: lot of people instill that in us as we're growing up too. Like, like there's no reason to even mess with it, right? Like, so just thinking about it becomes
1: bad, right? Like, for example, um, some of my most powerful moments from the last year have been Danny Deaton's episode talking about substance abuse and how he was literally dying, died, you know, like, and then Robin Warner's you know, like openly talking about sexual abuse, you know, like so many women didn't even want to talk about it, didn't want to hear about it because it's almost like they thought it would they're more likely to have it happen to them. You know, and Robin talks a lot about this where some of them don't want to go take her course. So she just launched her course to help like give women tools and how to be prepared or what to do if something happens. Right. And she's like I think a lot of people are scared because they feel like if they're prepared, they're asking for it to happen to right. them. Right. You know, attracting it to them. And it's that's couldn't be further from the truth.
0: No, you're absolutely right. It it's I mean, what's the what's the what's the saying if you're prepared, you know, you, you shall not, not fear. fear, right? <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah. Like how many of us, how many people that had Food storage and stuff stored up a few months ago when the grocery stores were being run on. Like it was all good. Yeah, like we were ready for this, right? Yeah. And so there's nothing wrong in being. It's such a weird way to think.
1: But, like, it, but thinking it's very that if common, I get though.
0: prepared, it's going to happen to me. Like, well, wouldn't? Eh, yeah, but it is very common. You're right. I, I but I don't, I don't understand it yeah. at all because I feel like being prepared. You kind of know how to not put yourself in certain situations. You know that if this happens again, you've got plenty of toilet paper, (laughs) right? So is storing toilet paper in your basement asking for another coronavirus? Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Nobody
0: should be using toilet paper in the first place. If someone pooed on your arm, would you wipe it off with a dry piece of paper?
1: No, you use wipes, which still can't which you still can't get. (laughs) Yeah. Like if there's a mess in your kitchen, are you using a dry paper towel? No, you're getting a wet washcloth. And that's how you clean it up. Come on, people. Hygiene. So
0: hygiene. It's such a strange thing. Toilet paper is such a weird thing to me. I use it for drying. That's it. Yeah. We're a bidet family. Okay. For sure. Too much information. But no, I think you bring up a great point. Sadies was I think Sadies does challenge.
1: I think there's been a lot of them too, which has been fun. Like What's another one? Well, like I said, like Danny's and Robins. Right. You know, it's just people being open to talking about challenge, whether it's, you know, abuse or infertility or death, you know, like I think that was another really powerful moment was with Rena from Perk. So I remember so we had our discussion and it went way different than I thought it was gonna like we got into oh. some real deep. I know conversation. we sat down
0: excited to talk about perk energy, <laughs> right? And it's like, whoa. But that's the whole point. And it is right? so like the people fantastic. behind these products, like it's so cool to see what led up to it. Yeah. Cause you just I think that that's one thing the podcast has done for me more than anything is I look at everybody differently. Yeah. I look at everybody like there is a story there. There is suffering there. Everybody suffers. Yep, yep. That you just have to be understanding,
1: empathetic. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I do know something is. Yeah. Right. Well like hearing Rena talk about what Perk did for her like that feeling it gave her like I'll never forget my mom was like I know you yeah. guys have drank Perk for years I've never really wanted to but hearing Rena talk about it <laughs> yeah she's like yeah. and now she is a daily drinker right of Perk it's, it's <laughs> so true I've become a daily drinker it's like the three, BCAAs, man, dude. It's like a three time a day thing. And now they're new flavors, man. I'm so excited for the nighttime chill, the new flavor. See,
0: that's what that's what I actually I have I have. Do you want to kind of share a little personal story? Sure. Kind of crazy, you know this story. But speaking of perk, like, so I found out a week ago that I have really high blood pressure, which I've never had before. It was kind of scary. Like, I had started getting these headaches that were just insane. And so my wife finally called the doctor cause it, you know, I'm hundred 400 pound guy. Like it was keeling me over. I couldn't see. Anyway, this last two and a half months has been obviously very, very stressful with, you know, all the stuff going on in the restaurant. And so, yeah. um, anyways, my doctor's like, you need to get him in here. Cause I think that's from blood pressure and five weeks pr- prior, my blood pressure was perfect. Yeah. And so um, anyway, it was, I was like close to stroke level blood pressure. And so, um, the reason I brought this up is because the two things that he told me I had to stop doing right away. Like I take Adderall cause of my ADHD, which he said, that's okay. But you, I've been telling you for years, you can't have caffeine and Adderall. Like you can't have them both.
1: Bad combination.
0: Really bad. And so he's like, caffeine has to go and I need you to kick sugar. And so. And put me on blood pressure medicine and I even had to buy like a heart or not a heart rate monitor, but a blood pressure monitor, like an arm cuff thing. I remember that, going to
1: the store as a kid and like running and putting your arm in. <laughs>
0: Dude, they freaking hurt. Like the one I bought, it was like 45 bucks at CVS, but holy crap, that thing gets tight around my arm. But you know, I have to record it morning and night and it's funny ever since. So I've, I'm down like almost 20 pounds just from those two things. Yeah. I started drinking a little more caffeine though, just a teeny bit because I stopped. I started getting withdrawals. Like yeah. I couldn't sleep one night. It was I was hallucinating. It was horrible. Like we don't realize what just if you just if you drink caffeine every day and then you just stop, holy crap. But there are two things that Perk does that have been really great for me. Chill. Yeah. has been awesome for me at night just to kind of calm down. But then the BCAAs because this was Cameron Week, I called it Cameron Week, <laughs> and my wife kind of made me do it. Like this is the first day I've been in the restaurant, and we're it's Friday right now. Yeah, so I golfed three. I go, golfed Monday through Wednesday. I was sore as all get out, but I started doing the BCAAs. Yeah, and I kid you not, they're amazing. Like they taste amazing. Yeah, and so Monday night I was super sore. Tuesday night was the first night it kind of clicked. Yeah, do BCAAs. I was even more sore, but then Wednesday I did the BCAAs before and after golf. Yeah, and I was less sore Wednesday night and Thursday morning than I was Monday night, Tuesday. Crazy! How cool is that? Yeah. So, anyways, Gary was our most recent podcast. You know, Rena's husband, and he was totally spot on. Like the BCAAs have been killer for me, and then helping me sleep. Like the chill, it doesn't put me to sleep. It just, I feel like the tension in my muscles just kind of. Chills out. And yeah. man, I probably shouldn't talk so much about this because they are like our best partner, but I'm sold. <laughs> I can't drink their most popular stuff because I can't drink caffeine, but they've really helped me out. Yeah. And so I think it's so cool. So anyways, I wanted to share my perk. That's awesome. My new perk story because everybody else has one. And, and I've here's never our really ad. been into if it. If you
1: use perk code nitty gritty, you get 15% <laughs> off. That was so well-timed. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Oh, Great job. So anyway, it's, it, it was a scary you know, I need to work on my health. Obviously, yeah. like I'm a big dude as it is, but still like, you know, the doctor basically said your body, like your blood pressure is fine, but if your body can't handle stress and your blood pressure, like, obviously we got to work on that because yeah. you're, you own your own business, blah, blah, blah. And so
1: it was an eye opener, man. So crazy. What has been kind of for you? Like, why do you keep coming back every week for nitty gritty?
0: Oh, you know, every week I complain about it to myself. Yeah. Like why? Like when we stress out about guests and I'm bad at having scheduled things as it is just cause I'm so like if something pops up and I want to do it, I hate having to say no, you know, but what, what's funny is every time we finish, I, for the next four or five hours, I'm like, I love that. I, I, like, that was so much fun. I learned so much. It's nice to have kind of a, I guess, a platform, like a place to vent and, and tell stories. And I think the number one thing is the storytelling part. Like, just being able to look back and we'll have these forever. Yeah. And just getting to meet some amazing people, hear stories. I I think for me, it is part that, part keeping me motivated in my own business like being around all these creative people and powerful people that powerful is the wrong word just smart inspiring inspiring people yeah and so it's yeah I I wouldn't want to stop I think more than once a week would get hard yeah I don't know how the freak Joe Rogan did you hear the deal he just yeah yeah that's pretty cool I guess I could do it if I had that (laughs) but I mean you know he's the first guy since like Howard Stern that can just he has so much power and so many listeners that he can go somewhere and charge for it. Yeah. And so, and speaking of Howard Stern, I heard probably the best interview I've heard in five years this week on Howard Stern. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld.
1: I love Jerry Seinfeld. Holy crap. You've got to listen
0: to it. I don't, if you have a serious subscription, look up Howard Stern and everyone, Jerry Seinfeld, like that man, It's just a toolbox of wisdom, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, Howard Stern is the best interview I've ever heard. Yeah. There's nobody that even comes close. Like, yeah, he's a shock jock. He did all, you know, he's got his gross side, whatever, but these last few years, I mean, he's such a big deal that he can get anybody on and man, the stuff he gets out of people. But Jerry Seinfeld is so big and powerful that, and they're close friends. And so he'll, he'll correct Howard on things. Okay. And man, there was a couple things he said about passion and love for what you do. Anyway, I just, I encourage you to listen to it because it's, it was amazing.
1: Do you find or have you used, whether it's a quote, an episode, a story from our guests from the show, when you're talking to like other people, whether it's with Ash and the kids or friends, like, do you find yourself like kind of drawing on stuff from the show?
0: that's a hard one i would say the current show yes but i'm really bad like i you know this is an adhd thing like i don't have the memory like i just have so much going on in my head that that's why i like to listen to all of them just to kind of retain some yeah but i will definitely use it like with the current episode yeah for example but you i use them all the time because you have a memory like a freaking steel trap.
1: Well, you know how much I love quotes right. and stories, yes, I right? I mean, so I, yeah, there's been so many things and it's been really fun to be able to have that because it gives you a different perspective when you are talking to someone that's going through, right? you know, something that's true, going something in your life. Like that's like my favorite phrase. Like I think we've talked about this before, but I'm gonna say it again. You remember the BASF company the old like oh, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. the chemical company right. or whatever. Right. Like their tagline was we don't make the things you buy, we make the things you buy better. Right. Like right. that that's always been like my thing. It's like, I don't make things, I make things better. <laughs> right. Like that's always like been like my joking tagline. And so it's been fun to take bits and pieces of podcasts and apply them. Sure. Even how they aren't a you know, like one that stands out a lot is Danny Deaton's his phrase, your sick your secrets keep you sick. So I brought that, that up. a good one. Like I brought that up so many times because he talks a lot about, you know, how people are, how families and the addicts, and he talks about how the addicts teach the families how to help them, like how to almost what what was the word he used, um, like enable. enable. That was the word. Thanks, Brent. You know how how addicts will teach the family how to enable the addict. Right. You know, and there's been a lot of times where it hasn't been a substance abuse, but it's been a relationship deal. It's been, you know, there's so many different applications to that on how the addict or the person who's struggling with something teaches the family how to enable the behavior and how it just kind of continues on. And it's been, I don't know. It's just been really cool to be able to have those types of things to turn back on. Um, if you were to say your favorite thing of having the podcast, you kind of talked a lot about the stories, what's been your favorite thing?
0: My favorite thing. It's hard to nail it down to a specific. I can I think it's more about just doing the podcast. Yeah. I think I think the I think the friends is the favorite thing, like the new friends, the new that's connections for sure. That's number one and, for me. And I don't mean it as connections in the sense of like,
1: I'm a I networker, got connect, right?
0: Yeah. No, it's like real connections, like real having, I mean, there are a few people we've had on that since their podcast. I mean, I respected them before, but since their podcast, it's like a whole nother level, like Anna McFarland, like, for some reason she really stands out to me yeah her and Susan both Peterson um you know I I shot a text to Anna McFarland what three weeks ago it was it cracked me up because she so we did a food drop-off in Sandy which is what we were doing during the you know shutdown to kind of make up for all the catering and she ordered food and I text her later that night to tell her like when you know doing these drop-offs is a lot of work and I'm usually excited for them to be over and when she pulled up, she pulled up with two of her kids and her husband. And it's funny. She pulled up, looked over, and I just got so excited. I was just so happy to see her. And I sat, I sent her a text. I'm like, the only way I can really describe it is like a way a dog, like when they see their owner, right?
1: Like after they've been gone at work all day. Right. Like home. I'm like,
0: it, like a dog wagging its tail, just super. I'm like, so you just, I, I told her, I'm like, you just made my day better. Like just seeing you made me feel like a dog does what, you know, like my dogs do when I come home from work. I was yeah. just, it just cheered me up and she's like, weirdly, that's one of the nicest things anybody's ever said to me <laughs> and, but it was so true. And I'm like, and, and I have the podcast to, to thank for that. Cause that's, you know, where we really, cause she was a referral basically from Susan. I got her number from Susan Peterson and, and so that's just one example of, you know, these new friendships and these new connections and being able to know their backstory and really see them as people and not, you know, cause a lot of these people are pretty strong influencers yeah. and it's my cynical side gets stuck. Like, like well, get so over easy. yourself, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But I'm so glad I know the real them and can really appreciate the stuff that they put out because I know w- w- their true nature and, and personality. And so that's, that's
1: probably mine. Yeah. Relationships for sure. Because I mean, especially for me, I was super anti social media to begin with. (laughs) Right. You know? And so like when you did see someone who had a big following, I was always like, Oh my gosh, get out of my, just get out of here. Right. You know? And it's people that I would have never ever met or become friends with otherwise. For sure you know, like Anna's a perfect example. I would have never crossed paths with Anna. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Or a Jared, a Jacobs gold yeller. Like right. I, I would have never, ever crossed paths with that guy. Nope. But now we are like super good friends. I can just see the face you would have. If
0: you did meet Jared in real life without knowing him, like Andrew has a face. It's just kind of like a watching, a like a train wreck, maybe, <laughs> Like just kind of staring at it, this blank, like there's a slight judgmental tone to it or something like just what? And he doesn't roll his eyes. I think you have to know you well to know the face, but it would be really funny to see. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, and that's another one because you know, Jared's a great one to bring up because he is a million miles an hour. He's crazy. In the best of ways.
1: He is like the best hype man ever. Ever. Everyone needs a hype man Uh, like freaking Jared. And what, But what's funny is his story is amazing. His
0: story is literally the whole entire reason. Like that type of story is exactly why we do this. Yes. Like he created something for himself. Seinfeld talks a lot about this. How, you know, hard work and passion, you know, love, all that. Like you can turn something you love into... Something that's valuable and can pay you and, and that that's that. You know, I want to backtrack. I wanted to ask you. I, I think your answer would be fun of who you were not excited about. I answered it. You did?
1: Remember it was. Um,
0: I thought I just went on, on a rant and I never heard your answer.
1: No, it was uh, Modern, Dad. Modern Dad. Oh, that's right. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't know him at all. Right, I had no idea. I had no idea you know, who he
0: was. I actually remember that because that, I got Modern Dad on, right? yeah, and <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like, I got Modern. I'm like, who's this guy? I right, I have no idea who this guy is.
0: Right, you know, and he has a good following, but it's not massive, right? Yeah, and it it's at least when we when we had him on, but that's really funny. I totally forgot because I didn't even like. I love Jason, and we you know we follow each other on on social
1: media, but I didn't know him. He's Holy such a, crap. Such a good example, though. Become a good friend. You totally. know, like, I love that guy. Oh, my gosh. And I is. would have never, right. ever met him without the show. And, you know, ever. he was so open to
0: like, I loved his episode. It was so funny. But I mean, there was some deep stuff, too. Yeah. You remember i remember us talking about a few questions we wanted to ask like will we have the balls to ask <laughs> and man it was so easy just talking about you know because he has just the way he, ca- he likes girly stuff man and he grew up in taylorsville yeah, like his little gangster stuff like and he's just he's one of the strongest i would say the strongest Most confident toughest yeah. people i've ever met yeah and you know he's definitely got like a yeah, you know, he, he'll admit it. He wants to stay home and help, you know, like, I want to help my daughters dress good and do their hair and it, just so opposite of what we expect from a man, right? Yeah. Like a man's man. Yeah. But I would say he's more of a man's man than most man's men that I know. For sure. He just redid his whole kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Right? When he did his fan, like <laughs> redoing it. He's just, I freaking like, and this, yeah, his
1: garage, he's just awesome. Yeah. Anyway, that was a really, really good one, but. I mean, it's, it, it really is crazy. Like, when you go back and just look through some of the guests, like, you know, I mean, like Jason and Brigitte with Mata Shopping. Right. You know, like, they were so much fun. And it's, Can you believe we were their first podcast? And then to see what they turned it into. Oh, my gosh. Like, their own podcast that is crazy good, that has f- probably way more oh, people oh six million <laughs> times more than us you know but it's fun but like they're another one like we've hung out with them like right. Jen and I have hung out with Jason Brigitte. you know like it's maybe been... not on the yacht with the Deetons well they actually invited us yeah
0: no invited you <laughs> <laughs> there must have been a weight limit on the boat <laughs> this is a BS but no uh, yeah it, it is funny I love that one because I mean obviously their story is amazing too like their whole marriage story is hilarious yeah. like I loved it But I remember us telling them like, you guys
1: should do a podcast. You guys
0: would be amazing. And yeah, their podcast is totally blown up.
1: Like one of the things for me that's one of the more satisfying things is like we've been really fortunate to have some pretty big names come on the show, right? right? The most satisfying thing is the fact that they listen to the other episodes. Totally. Like because when you are... As popular or as successful as some of these people that we've had on our show are, you get asked to do podcasts. You get asked to do interviews all the time. Right. Right? You know, like I've been on a handful of podcasts. You've done it as well. I mean, I'll be the first to admit I don't listen to all of the ones that I've been guests on. Right. You know, they don't turn into a regular thing. But like this morning we woke up and Courtney from Cake by Courtney was talking about how she went running and listened nitty-gritty
0: yeah that's so cool you know or, or see that
1: like susan talks about like when she listens to it or anna or jared like whoever it is like it's it's not uncommon and even like on instagram like the m- people who like our stuff have a lot of them are like past guests right like Paige and abby and you know all these people are jumping on right and you know there's we still have that genuine relationship with them i think For that's sure. been that's been like the most satisfying thing selfishly is <laughs> it's good enough for them right. to pay attention. So what you're saying is
0: we still have uh what's that thing called again that we have, that I have? Really? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> we still have imposter syndrome. For sure. Because it is true. Like hearing people talk about how great interviewers we are or whatever, I just kind of look at them like, uh We're just talking to people. It's not like we're doing anything that deliberately. It's not hard. Right? I do like hearing that my voice is sexy. (laughs) I think totally opposite, but it is exciting. Like you have a great voice for radio and it's always a woman that says it. So in my mind, I feel like they're flirting with me, even though they're not. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It's just nice to hear nice things about yourself. Like, oh, there's that voice. I remember walking into a... Betty's Betty's beds, yeah, with catering. Yeah, and they're like, "There's that voice we love so much." I'm like, "That's awesome." I I hate hearing my own voice, but yeah, who would have ever thought? Like, the podcast is first of all, I never thought we'd make it this long. To be honest, like I thought we'd get bored with it. So I'm pretty impressed, and we've been very solid about doing it every week. Yeah, you know, when we don't have like the guest fell through this week. We got to definitely get more organized with guests, but yeah. it's nice to know that we can still get on here. And I, some of my, f- I really liked the, this is our third, I think you recap. and me, you and yeah. I just like recap type episode. And I've really liked all, all three of them. Yeah. Or all two of them. I'm sure I'll like this one too.
1: Well, I mean, to just kind of hit, I just want to talk just a second about it. Cause I'm a numbers guy. It's been crazy to see the numbers, you know, in the first year, Mm-hmm. We've had over a hundred thousand listens or views, which is I had, of course I did. I had someone do like a little study on podcasts <laughs> and compare where we are. So I have right. an idea and we we're ranked in the top 1% for podcasts in year one. Really?
0: That's you know? crazy.
1: And so, cause it doesn't feel like, we're having fun. And then there are days where like the business competitive Andrew comes out number data guy. Right. And it's like, Oh, we're not doing this or, Oh, there's, we could do better this way, you know, but it's kind of fun to sit back and think, I mean, when we launched the episode, when we launched the podcast, it's been literally a year this week. Wow. The first day, I think we had a hundred people listen. Wow. And it was like, that is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And like, The first couple episodes, like, we were stoked if we had a couple hundred people listen. Right. You know, and to think now we have a single episode with 10,000. Right. You know, I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. And, like, when you look at, I don't know how they rank this kind of stuff. It's all kind of a black box. But when you pull up the numbers, so we've been listened to in over 70 countries, and like we've hit the top 100. See, that's the most wild thing to me. 70 countries.
0: Hopefully, do you think it's just VPNs? I have no like idea. People using those VPN things just so they can get free, you know, streaming services
1: <laughs> totally could but no i mean you're right how many people travel like you know we've probably got a lot of guests to travel and well and we've hit like the top hundred in these countries and i think it's 17 countries that we've been a top 100 that, podcast that's wild to me and like there's been i handful- should do a tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 let's take it on the road let's
0: hit bulgaria man <laughs> i know they like us that's funny. We were number two in Bulgaria. I know. I, I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. No, that is. I mean, you forget the. Re- and you know, we don't even try that hard. I mean, if you think about it, as far as marketing goes, like I do think we're the next really thing bad. We got to spend money on is camera. Like I really like. I really do think we need to focus more on the, you know,
1: seeing the guests and yeah. seeing us type of thing. Well, we can take advantage of being together. Right. Like, I don't know how long it's going to last being able to be in front of every guest because like we are fortunate to where we are being introduced to a lot of really cool people.
0: And I think we're in a place with a lot of really cool people,
1: you know, but they can't, they're not in Utah. Right. You know, like, so if we did, you know, remote type interviews, like we could probably open the door to quite a few people. I'm nervous
0: because it, it appeals to me. None. Like, and I, ne- I need to get over it, but it's so funny. Like we have marriage counseling next week and I, and I thought it was going to be normal. Yeah. And they're like, it's a teleconference. I'm like, I don't even want to do it. Yeah. Like, okay.
1: Like that's going to be horrible. Now, like I mean, there's no feel there. We can make it better because you can make it like a zoom. So you're looking at the person. Right. 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 But yeah, like it is like, it is something unique about having the person sitting across the table from us. Totally.
0: Well, and I'm only judging, I'm not judging it on any experience. That's the funny thing. Like I'm sure if we did it in the audio and everything felt like it did right here, who cares? Like if we have them up on the TV screen up here and we can see them close up and see their, you know, their, their, what am I thinking? It was the word? body language. I was going to say body action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope we're not seeing we see the their body, body action. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to be able to see their body action. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, it, I'm sure it would be great. And you're right. Then that opens the door to a gajillion different awesome guests that we could have. But yeah. So I guess we just have to do one. But anyway, Andrew's got his jazz shirt on. You're not into it, though. Not into what? The Jazz coming back this year. You don't care because...
1: Well, it's not that I don't Beauregard
0: care. or Bogart whatever his name is. Bogdanovich. Oh, my bad.
1: Bogdanovich.
0: Got wrist surgery. Yeah. So they're
1: throwing hey. in the towel. Basically. Hmm. It's going to be an interesting offseason for the Jazz with the whole Rudy Donovan thing that happened with the coronavirus to see if it is... What are their contracts? Sorry, i What are their contract situations? So right Rudy's up for a max He's extension. gone. He's gone. Mark my word. If one of them is out of contract, oh, he's not out. So he has another year. Oh, so no. this is the year that he can—he's eligible to sign his like five-year max extension contract. And Donovan actually comes eligible for his extension as well. So like they're both eligible for extensions. So they're t- both t- still t- under contract for at least another year. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. There's no way they're going to want to do that together. I mean, what a great pair. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. It would make a
0: whole lot of sense for him. I can't imagine Malone and Stockton were best friends cuz Stockton was a douche.
1: Well, that's what they all, I mean, that's what everyone says at the end of the day. It's like you don't have to be like best friends no. to be able to look at Jordan and all of his teammates. No one like no one <laughs> right. liked Jordan. Right. You know, but they still won a ton of games. That's the thing,
0: they complement each other perfectly. Yeah. Right? Like they don't steal each other's It's not like a, I mean, Kobe and Shaq were a, you can't really ask for a better pair physically position wise, but they were both such dominant personality, strong personalities that, and maybe these two are the exact same. I imagine you would kind of have to be. So yeah, maybe one wants to be, that's the sad thing about sports. I don't know if it's so much about, it's not just about winning, right? Like. Rudy and Donovan staying together would make a whole lot of sense, but Yeah. Bottom line, they're both A t- you know, type A personalities, you with strong body action,
1: lots of action. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but I don't know. Who would you rather uh, Let's let's end this podcast on this question. Oh. If you had to pick one.
1: Do we have the time?
0: <laughs> if you have to pick one to extend and one to ship off. Who do you who do you pick, Rudy or Donovan? Okay. I have my answer. I'm not a huge jazz fan. Obviously, I grew up a Laker fan, but when the Lakers took money for COVID, they might have lost me because I thought that was ridiculous. But I know my answer, but I won't.
1: I want to hear what yours would be. So I'll give you the analysis. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. You opened up a can. Are I love it. Are you, re- are you ready for the people answer? are excited. This is keeping people <laughs> locked in until the end. So this is a passionate question for Andrew. So here's the thing. If you take Rudy off of the Jazz, the Jazz don't make the playoffs. Right. If you take Donovan off the Jazz, they make the playoffs. Ooh. But hold on. I was going to say there's more. There because has to be more. Donovan – has way more star power potential than Rudy has. But what does that do for you? It can mean recruiting other players to come play. Right. It also means his ceiling is higher. Like if he can continue to evolve his game, you know, here's, here's the biggest question mark with Rudy. Is it Rudy from this year or Rudy from last year? So is that person or player? player. What do you mean? Like, so, okay. So we'll use Dennis Rodman as a great example. The dude knew his job and he put his head down and went to work. He did not care if he touched the ball. He didn't care to score. He didn't care if he got credit. He knew he was there to defend. He was the worm and to rebound. Right. Right. Last year, Rudy knew his job is to basically guard the other team. He was there to play defense. He won two defensive players of the year, and his offense came from oops, right? He was there to score when the opportunity presented itself. This year, I feel like he really tried to expand his offensive game, and the Jazz offense was not built around him, and so they missed him a lot. Like he would call for the ball in the post or he would roll and he was open and they didn't get it to him. What happened this year is Rudy started to get mad. Right. And so when he didn't get the ball when he wanted it or when he thought he was open, it affected how he played on defense. So if that's the Rudy you're getting, I think it would be really hard because I don't think he's... I don't think he's built to be a twenty point a night guy. Well, and the whole NBA isn't built that way anymore,
0: right? Like Mm-mm. the big man is is going away. If you can defend, you got a job. And Otherwise, that, you gotta be a three point shooter. You gotta be a shooter.
1: Yeah. Right? And so that's like if it's Rudy, like his sole purpose is to be defensive player of the year, Rudy, not all star, all NBA Rudy. Right. Then I think you could probably – you'd have a higher likelihood of replacing a Donovan. You're not answering the question. I'm not going to answer the question. I'm yes, gonna, you have I'm to I'm going to be it. a politician, have, and I'm no, going to no, no, skirt no. all the way around oh, this it. This
0: is such horse – can you do a beep sound for me right here? Like,
1: What if Donovan and Rudy are listening, and, this, oh, wait a and second. they get mad at me for saying this, and don't come on the show? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> no.
0: Listen, I choose Donovan. Here's why. I don't have the basketball mind that you do. Yeah, I'm looking at it strictly as teammate. Yeah, They're both excellent players, Yeah, right? But I think you look at your community reach, like who they are in the community, who they are as a teammate. I guess I don't know that Donovan's a great teammate, but like you said, I think you can build more around Donovan Mitchell than you can
1: around Rudy Gobert. Personality-wise. Right, but like Rudy does cool stuff. Like everywhere he goes, he donates. His-
0: he touches microphones and breathes on people.
1: <laughs> yes, no. Everywhere he goes, every team he plays on the road, he donates. I think it's either a thousand or a hundred thousand dollars for every block he gets to a charity in that city. That's pretty cool. You know, did his
0: PR firm come up with
1: that? No, because here's the thing: it doesn't. He's get, like that. It doesn't get a bunch of attention.
0: Uh, it's true. I've never heard of that. But is he a good teammate? Do you think the Jazz would say they'd rather be on Donovan's team or Rudy's team?
1: Um, I mean, if we we found out. I would say that- Donovan simply because Rudy Gobert is French and there is, there is going to be a barrier there, culturally, language. You know, there's got to be a barrier.
0: Plus, French people can be kind of pompous <laughs> from what we've heard the last couple hundred years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> We just lost our ranking in France.
0: Sixty-nine countries now. (laughs) So, well, no, that's really interesting. So, you are a total—you just copped out. You're a real pansy. I I have no respect for your answer.
1: So, what do I think? What do I think is the most likely thing of happening? No,
0: I don't care about that. I think I care about if you were the general manager,
1: right? And you had to choose. The honest truth is, I would take the best deal. (laughs) <laughs> oh this is so
0: frustrating <laughs> oh man oh i wish deaton was in here he's probably the only other one that's as big a jazz fan as you are that yeah. we've had on the show So,
1: did you see that he was at game six he is oh, a, yeah! like he's at that game with his family when jordan hit the shot see i saw blake roney and in, in the did you see him in the documentary or uh-huh. So on Instagram, it, someone took a screenshot and circled. Seriously? So it's him, his dad, his mom, and his brother. See, there's a big close-up
0: on Blake Roney. He was a lot younger. Yeah. I bet, a, I bet a lot of people missed it. Yeah. But I loved how they they talked about how rowdy. That's one of the things that has made it so hard for me to become a jazz fan is how or how obnoxious the fans are. <laughs> and the fact that they were still that super obnoxious back then yeah what is it like what is it that makes like
1: why are our fans so obnoxious because this it's the same thing that makes byu fans so obnoxious they are so vested because there's nothing else i think you need to
0: make sure like you just said byu fans and not utah fans byu fans are so much worse oh oh uh uh-uh i totally disagree with you and I am a BYU I'm fan. I'm not saying any of them are worse. I I think they're equally as ridiculous.
1: But when it comes to like but, rowdiness and like like being oh
0: my gosh, we shouldn't have gone down this road. <laughs> I'm about to lose it. But so here's the, so when's the last time you saw you know a couple of blow up dolls with Max's mom and Max's wife written on them? You know
1: for sure. But if you go to any
0: At other the BYU th- at Lavelle, if you, so. Anyways, I I'll drop the mic now.
1: <laughs> but you asked the question why, and it's because there's nothing else and so
0: There's nothing else to do, like no other team to be. Mm-mm. It's like when you're and You really think that's it? I do you think, think there's more entitled people here than other places? No. You don't think that? No. I don't. Because I think I don't I don't necessarily think that. I just I think it's more than just saying it's the only thing go- like
1: Well there there's a couple things. It's that, but it's also like the layout of the arena that people people don't realize because you look at on t- you That's look at true. it on TV and it all feels or looks the same. See that one makes sense to me. In the in the jazz, in the whatever you want to call it, the Vivian Arena now, <laughs> like right. they are on top of you. Right. I've never understood that with
0: basketball. Like baseball has a dugout, hockey has a bench, right? Basketball, like the fans are. Are right there
1: well and in it's Utah, so weird. it is it's it's so a steep pitch and there's no room like when we went to new orleans and went to the pelicans game definitely more spread out down there oh my gosh like behind right. the bench there were they
0: could have fit four more rows yeah there's that huge walk that huge aisle which i think should be the rule like i i think teams need to be you know you look at some of the fan player interactions uh-huh uh, you know across the nba
1: of course it's going to happen Yep. right like and so that's the thing like in utah like they're passionate because there's nothing else and they love their team but then they are right on top of you you know and so like (laughs) and i think you have i mean i don't think you have
0: you think there's some little brother mentality to it like it's hard to get players here. So the ones that do come, we love them a ton and we're going to oh, get rowdy about yes. it because you all think that we're just this podunk. You know, like I think of Boozer leaving. I think of yes. Hayward leaving. Like yes. 100%. Nobody either wants to come here or they want to
1: leave here. And so, I mean, you got to respect it, right? Here's the thing. Like the jazz players that here all say and they have to, but I think even ex players will come out and say like, that's the best fan base. Like if they totally. like you, there's no one better. If they don't, then look out.
0: (laughs) Do you know why we need cameras? We'll end this now. I know this is rambling on, but I just want everyone to I want everyone to be able to see the difference in Andrew's overall (laughs) body action in the last 15 minutes talking about the jazz. Like, I love how he gets, like, he starts moving in his chair. Like, there's more color in his face. Like, you are so into it and i love it Uh i love how much you like the jazz like (laughs) it's funny when i read jazz stories or any breaking news like i text i I can't wait i hope i can tell andrew this before he sees it or anyway it's just fun it's it's really really fun to watch we really we have got to get somebody from the jazz on the show just so i could watch you oh that would be awesome and we were close today with frank i mean we had a An NBA, I think he's a star. Like I think Frank is going to be a starting shooting guard for somebody at some point. For sure, he is so, and he's a Lone Peak guy. Yeah, you know, grew up here in Utah County. He's such a nice kid. I was, I get to see him when I feed the Saints. I was so excited to see you talk to him. I think that was what I was most excited about. But we'll get him on here in a few weeks. But we got to do a basketball episode, just just
1: for you. Oh, we need to get Donovan. That oh so okay hold donovan. on hold on how about quinn how, whole, how fun would quinn on. be you oh know, my gosh
0: I, his next door neighbor is one of my mission companions <laughs> oh, so we man. might have it in there i always forget that answer this question okay. and then we'll be done okay if you could choose rudy or donovan to be on the podcast oh. you only get to choose one donovan
1: easy okay so you can so pick that. easy what about so easy
0: no you think Quinn Donovan's a better? What about Carl Malone or Donovan Mitchell? Carl.
1: Ooh, okay. I like that. Did you hear Carl talk about the Jordan documentary? No. So he didn't, he didn't go on. He was one of the few players who refused to go on the documentary. Really? And so. Why? Was, uh, you're probably about to tell me. Sorry. So <laughs> in this other interview, it talked about it. And he was like, I didn't play Michael Jordan. I played the Bulls whoa you know whoa he's like i'm a man they beat us but the bulls beat us michael jordan didn't beat me
0: true and Carmelo had some good games well he was the MVP but he was also a you know a wrestler during that time <laughs> i read that article about him and rodman hamming it up at midcourt like that because they're trying to sell their wrestling match yeah and then i watched the wrestling match yesterday Carmelo <laughs> is a freak
1: Oh, my gosh. He
0: is a Greek god.
1: So ESPN just named him the best player to never win a championship. Oh,
0: hands down without a doubt. It's not even close.
1: He was so good.
0: So good. Oh, I feel so bad. So I was watching, He's such a nice
1: guy. Sorry, last thing, watching that game six, like I wasn't as invested in the Jazz back then. I wasn't right. as big a Jazz fan. I was probably more a Jordan fan. Right. But that game six, the Jazz were up the whole game. <laughs> I know. Cool, so they replayed the game. Did you know that? Yeah, they didn't they replay that whole series. Well, so no, the other night they called they called it game six the movie because they couldn't like replay. Uh, So they had to show uh, it from different angles for different copyright reasons, right? But the jazz were up the whole thing game six 40 seconds to go. The jazz are up by four. Yep. It's like it's in the bag. It's going to game seven. It's going to be in Utah. They're going to win, you know, and Jordan hits a layup. Boom. No, they're up by three. Now all of a sudden they're up by one. Malone gets the ball in the post. Jordan strips it yep. from Malone, goes down, pushes off, <laughs> hits the shot.
0: I think in today's NBA, Jordan it, would have been called. It everyone. would have been a foul for the steal, like that motion, that big swinging motion that he did. Like I don't think that that I don't think that that flies. Now I think they call too many fouls nowadays.
1: I I wouldn't have oh, liked the, that. The game is so different now.
0: But I mean. Yeah, they break. He broke down that whole play in the last dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's sad. But I mean, they're not going to beat him in Chicago. No. I guess it would have been nice for Chicago to just win there so the fans didn't have to experience in them winning them, you know, winning yeah. there in Utah. But.
1: Well, that got off on a long tangent. The basketball. I thought it was awesome. I think people are going to enjoy the (laughs) jazz part. I think it's pretty cool.
0: I think a lot of people that listen are obviously jazz fans. I mean, almost everybody in Utah is, and for good reason. So that's going to be my new goal: is to To get a jazz. jazz No, get a jazz. Somebody from either the team, the past team, or coach.
1: So Quinn, Joe Ingles would be probably the most fun. Oh, I didn't think about... Dude, an Aussie for sure. Joe would be the most fun because he is like the most... Oh, he's funny. Oh, my gosh. So if be like dry... Right. Oh, he's an Australian, man. Just ripping crazy. on people. Like they're a blast to talk to. Joe would be a ton of fun. And he just started right. his own podcast. Well. Come on, maybe, Joe. Maybe Frank can help us out.
0: Frank would be funny. We need to get Zion. Frank's going to be like... Frank is such a sharp kid and he's a good kid, but he's, he's funny. Like he's going to be, I can't wait to talk to him because he's going to have some awesome stories. He's such a good dude,
1: but well, thank you everyone for the one year. year. We got some fun stuff year two coming with some good guests that we're trying to get on. And, and the more you support us, the easier it is for us to get better guests. (laughs) So
0: spread the word because it makes us, you know, if we have a certain amount of listens, it's much easier to ask some people which is dumb but it's true it's well, it's totally true and they're busy and and we get it but I I think we're on our way I think we I can I can honestly say I don't think anybody has not enjoyed being on the podcast I'd agree we've heard it a lot yeah right the absolute favorite podcast that I've been on it was so much fun so so if you're famous and you have a good story call us and we'd love to have you on the show no I'm just (laughs) kidding all right guys well
1: Thank you. Thank for you for a fun year.